It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Kyler Murray drama and what it might mean for the Washington Commanders. Baker Mayfield speculation and what it might mean for the Washington Commanders. And a new mock draft from the Locked On NFL Draft and what it might mean for the Washington Commanders. All that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, and we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am David Harrison, covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen every day. Chris, quarterback conversations, what's new? It's it's always the same thing, but a different name. Well, one we've talked about a little bit before, but now we've got a new reason to talk about him. We're talking Kyler Murray and his agent issuing a statement on Monday. Yeah, so, I mean, this story, like you said, has kind of popped up over the last three-ish weeks or, or so in different forms and different fashions. But his agent, like you said, David, you know, issuing a big statement, whatever that means and whatever the reasoning behind it was, you know, basically wanting to reiterate his commitment to the Arizona Cardinals and wanting to say, hey, my guy wants to win a Super Bowl. The only other thing is, is, you know, we want you to take care of that contract. And obviously I'm paraphrasing because nobody needs to hear uh, a, an, an, agent, an, an agent statement is what I should say. Um, so basically in a nutshell, hey, my guy is committed to you. My guy wants to win a Super Bowl. My guy also wants to get paid. And I, I guess before we get into any possible Washington component to it, look, you would say, Three years in, number one overall pick, stats continue to improve, but there are some questions, there are some issues there. You would kind of say, wouldn't I, I would I would think most people are gonna say, hey, the, the Arizona Cardinals have no choice but to go forward here, right? Because they've spent three years developing him. They traded away Josh Rosen, which turned out to be the right thing after they wasted a bunch of picks trying to move up for him. They're kind of stuck. They're kind of married to Kyler Murray. They've got to make it work. Yeah, I mean, listen, in the short term, you need to make it work. In the long term, you don't have to do anything. And and this is where, you know, I'm all about players having a certain amount of control of their careers. And I'm all about, you know, players kind of progressing. And, and I think that it's a little unfair how much of, of player contracts are not guaranteed these days. Uh, I mean, even Russell Wilson, you talk about his uh, his $140 million deal that he signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a couple years ago, only half of that is actually guaranteed money. So when you look at it, you, it looks like 140 on paper. In reality, it's 70 million, right? And we've talked about this uh, with Brandon Scherf in the Washington 
how commanders come out and saying that they made him an offer to make him the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL or in the game. And that may be true, but there's a lot of stipulations usually come with that. So I'm all about players kind of getting more money and getting more guarantees and all this stuff because these billionaire owners are making billions and billions of dollars hand over fist. So why not let the players go out and get theirs? What I'm not all about, though, is a player coming out and demanding something they haven't earned. And, and let's be real here. Like Kyle, Kyler Murray's numbers, yeah, they're getting better. And, and yeah, his efficiency ratings are getting better and all that stuff. But Kyler Murray is not a transcendent quarterback. Like Kyler Murray has not changed the game of football as we know it in his three years entering into his fourth season. And really, Chris, what I think this is about is it's the fact that the Arizona Cardinals are about to pick up his fifth-year option. And I think if you're the Cardinals, you have to pick up the fifth-year option. He's giving you no reason not to pick up the fifth-year option. But is he the next coming of a Tom Brady or is he, you know, another like John Elway, Dan Marino? I think we're far, far away. Like in, from a pop culture standpoint, we want it to happen. We wanted to crown Patrick Mahomes, the baby goat and all these other things. Like from a from a social media standpoint, yes, he's very attractive. He, he's very buzzworthy and all these things. But let's be real on the field. Has he made DeAndre Hopkins the best the best wide receiver in, in the NFL from production standpoint? No. Has he made Kenyon Drake the best running back in the NFL from a production standpoint? No. Has he made whoever their tight end is that I can't even remember the name of the best tight end in the game? No. So, I mean, is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is he a starting caliber quarterback? Absolutely. Has he done better than I expected him to do back in 2019? I will admit that, yes, he has done better in the NFL than I think uh, he was going to do, but he is not a quarterback that I would extend to a long-term big-money contract. And honestly. Everybody talks about replicating Tom Brady and they want to be the next Brady. They want to be the next seven Super Bowl champ, seven time Super Bowl champion. You know what Brady did that nobody does? He took less money. Tom Brady has never been the highest paid player on any of his teams. That's one of the reasons he's won so much because his team still had the financial flex- flexibility to go get free agents or to re-sign key players on their teams. And then he made that money on TB12, on watch commercials, on all these other things. And before anybody out there says, yeah, but Giselle, he was doing it before he married Giselle. Giselle had nothing to do with it. Tom Brady understood that for teams to be successful, you got to be able to pay good players to come and stay with your team. And these other quarterbacks are out there eating 25 to 30% of their team salary cap. And then they want to know why they have no weapons around them. That's why. Well, so if I'm an owner of a team, I'm if you're going to be selfish and say you want the lion's share of my salary cap as a leader of this team, I'm going to let you go get it somewhere else. Well, the other thing that you have to also remember, too, is by by what you're talking about, he's under contract for roughly, I think it's $11 million in cap space this year, the fourth year of his rookie deal, right? That fifth-year option obviously would accelerate into the 20s, wherever that right. that fifth-year tag, and it's fully guaranteed, right? So you'd right. be locking him in for two years. Yep. The other thing to remember here is it's not just about money. It's not just about the contract like the agent is boiling it down to. To, David, it's about if you believe Chris Mortensen and others re- reports. And I've talked to some people out there, Howard Balzer, uh, a, a little bit, and, and, and some others, uh, and some other people that I know. There are significant concerns about his maturity and yep. his lack thereof. So, yep. if you're the Arizona Cardinals, I don't just go, "Oh, Eric Burkhart, you you want us to 
you know, cough up a five-year deal worth, you know, 175 million. No, like you don't do that. You do what makes sense. You take it a little bit slower and you examine, okay, is this a relationship that both Kyler and we are comfortable with? Does he show that maturity? Does he make DeAndre Hopkins? And again, DeAndre Hopkins was a little bit banged up last year, uh, obviously. So he missed significant time down the stretch, a lot banged up. I mean, he mm-hmm. did help James Conner, for whatever that's worth, uh, score a ton of touchdowns. But all of your other points are absolutely right. He has not elevated the Arizona Cardinals to a certain point. So now the question becomes is if you're the Washington Commanders and you know this right now and you know maybe, 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 maybe you could sneak in the back door and, I don't know, maybe try and get Kyler Murray sort of on the cheap, would you consider something like that right now or do you wait? No, I I wouldn't take it because – even if you, even if the Arizona Cardinals are in a position where they have to trade him for for pennies on the dollar, that's only going to upset Kyler Murray. Like this is this is a guy. Like and again, I mean, the other reports of him being overly sensitive about being blamed for the, right. the playoff loss, especially. And then you read the statement again. We're not going to read it word for word. If you want to see it, it's out there. You can read it. Uh, his agent takes full credit for the wins. Like he he literally goes in the statement and says. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray came to a team that was a three-win team and in a sense led them to these records. If you want credit for the wins, you have to take blame for the losses. Wins and losses are not quarterback sets. I agree with it. I preach it. I, I understand it. We talk about it all the time anyway because it's just part of the narrative. But wins and losses are not quarterback stats. But if you're going to be a quarterback and your agent represents you, so I don't care that the statement came from the agent. The agent represents the player. If you're going to be a quarterback that claims wins, you better eat those losses. And the fact that he is upset about being painted as a villain in the loss, but is openly willing to take credit for the wins shows me you're not a leader. And when you draft a quarterback, you're, you're hundred percent correct. You are drafting a leader. The quarterback sets the tone in the locker room regardless. Like there are a lot of quarterbacks, Chris, that are not leaders, but that is a leadership position period. So whoever you have in that position sets the tone in your locker room. And when that's the guy or that's the attitude you have setting your tone, that is a bad tone. I don't, I, I don't want it. I don't want it in my locker room. I don't want it on my team. And he is not talented enough to warrant bringing it on. All right. Coming up next discussion on potentially another petulant quarterback that mm-hmm. may or may not be available That's coming up right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. And the games might be over, but the games are still ongoing if you get my drift. But basketball is also happening. I mean, basketball games are also ongoing off the court, but they're also going on on the court. Chris Pro and College Hoops still running at full steam. And if you want your latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired coach is going to land, you head head over to betonline.net because they're your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com 
slash credit card. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, along with David Harrison, who you can follow on Twitter at dharrison82. Of course, read him, SI.com's fan nation covering the Washington Commanders. Uh, I'm Chris Russell, and you can follow me, of course, at Russellmania621 and the podcast at LO Commanders. Thanks again, Washington Commanders fans, for making us your first listen of the day. So we talked about Kyler Murray, David. Now, Baker Mayfield. And the reason why we bring this up is because there's some speculation, at least through Mary Kay Kabat of the Cleveland uh, Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com, through a mailbag that Cleveland, the Browns, are making some calls on veteran quarterbacks. And to that, I would say, well, of course they should. Baker Mayfield hasn't been good enough. Baker Mayfield is also going through a lengthy rehab. Supposedly, he's ahead of progress and all this stuff. We know it's the non-throwing shoulder. We don't know exactly what impact it had. But my question to you, again, is with another guy that seems to be a little bit petulant at times, maybe not yeah. to the degree of Kyler Murray. I don't know. I, I Like, that's not my sense. But Baker can be front confrontational. He can be loud. He can be feisty on social media, all that stuff. If you're the Cleveland Browns, you look around and you say, well, wait a second, how do we make any sort of commitment? And he's one step closer to free agency than Kyler Murray is quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, I'm not, I'm not really surprised to come to this with Baker Mayfield. There were a lot of concerns with him coming out of Oklahoma, coming out of college and the things that he was doing on the field that, you know, Look in in the locker room or in the clubhouse or just hanging out with the guys or whatever. Like it's it's some of that stuff is acceptable, but when you're a professional and you're representing an organization and an NFL franchise, some of those things you know they, they tend to cross a line. And there's just there's a lot of of reasons uh, to 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 not be surprised that this is happening with the Cleveland Browns. And those reasons typically make you a little bit apprehensive, right, of of bringing them to your squad. But the thing about NFL coaches is they pretty much all think they have the answer. So somebody. In the NFL, and this goes for Kyler as well, somebody in the NFL is going to look at the situation and say, you know what, that's more on management, that's more on the coach. I'm the right kind of coach. I can get through to him. I can connect with him. I can make this work. Um, it's why Carson Wentz ended up in Indianapolis for a year, and you see how quickly he's worn out his welcome there with Frank Wright, the coach that led him to what would would have been potentially an MVP caliber season had he not gotten injured. Uh, even he, after a year, is done with him. And I always caution people, especially fans, when they get excited over a player. If the team doesn't want him, there's a reason for it. And sometimes, yeah, it's it's coaching. Sometimes it's bad management. Sometimes it's a bad uh, organization. But sometimes there's also a player part of that, right? Um, and with the Cleveland Browns, I kind of look at what they've been through. And I look at the regime they have in there now. And I would say that it's not as much on the organization as maybe like a Jacksonville Jaguars situation. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's part of the problem. But I... Do you, I don't know if you agree with the sense that that maybe Baker doesn't come across as spoiled, as immature as Kyler Murray. Maybe he does in some people's eyes. I don't think he does. Um, yeah. And maybe it's the Oklahoma in both of them. I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Um but he, here's here's the the interesting thing that I guess we have to kind of consider, right? Is 
Baker Mayfield's going through this rehab process. Washington obviously needs a quarterback. If Green, if if Cleveland is making calls for veteran quarterbacks, it would stand to reason that Baker Mayfield could could be available cheaply. You would think, right? I don't know how cheaply. He's got $18.5 million left on his salary uh, under this final year of his deal. Is that something that we could consider as a possibility for the Washington Commanders? I think the answer is no because, again, coming off of a poor year and a rehab – but $18.5 million, David, for a quarterback, for a starting quarterback, for a former number one overall pick with something to prove is not a heavy burden to hold and take in. And you, it's a situation that you could make a, maybe make a trade, maybe a second round pick or something like that, you know, a, a relatively low investment and dramatically improve your quarterback situation, at least short term. Yeah, I mean, it, it's worth the conversation. You know what I mean? And I will say that for Baker Mayfield, he doesn't seem to be uh, as immature as a Kyler Murray, right? Like, like a lot of this with Kyler seems to be immaturity. It seems to be just a lack of accountability and, abil- and, a, and ability to be accountable to yourself or to your team. With Baker, it, it just feels more like, a, like I said, it's a chip on his shoulder type of situation. And I don't think it, it doesn't appear anyway that he's as much of a, it's not my fault. It's your fault type of guy. He's more of a, I have the answer. So let's go get it right type of, mm-hmm. type of guy. Right. But I also have concerns when you look at a situation like Odell Beckham Jr. And Baker Mayfield simply could not get Odell Beckham Jr. involved in the Cleveland Browns offense. So again, are you talking about a quarterback that makes your team better? Or are you talking about a quarterback that, needs your team to uplift him. And when I see Baker Mayfield, I see a quarterback that needs his team to be strong around him. And that by itself is not a problem. But when you have a quarterback who needs a team to carry him, but also has a me against the world attitude, that's where I have the problem because he's not going to be a guy that can, that can take you to wins. He is going to be a guy, however, that's going to get mad when people accuse him of taking you to losses. So Again, and I don't mean to be a negative Nancy here on the show today, but both of these guys, because of their personality traits and their lack of leadership ability uh, that I see, honestly, I don't I don't want either of them on my roster. You know, what's really interesting is Baker Mayfield perform and the Browns offense performed their very best when Odell Beckham Jr. was knocked out for 2020. Uh, a couple of weeks into the season, they ran the ball effectively. They threw to the tight ends. They got it to Jarvis Landry. They won games. They made the playoffs. They went into Pittsburgh, kicked all sorts of butt, and and ultimately lost in Kansas City. It's interesting that you bring that up because for whatever reason, that dynamic never seemed to be right between him and Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe it wouldn't be right with other guys, or maybe it's really Odell. You know, we just don't know what exactly happened there. I'm with you that in general, I don't want to be in the spoiled, rotten baby quarterback business because you've already got enough problems there. But there's something about that Baker Mayfield situation that goes, hey, you know what? If I can get him for a second round pick, even though he's not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe, or not as good of a dude as Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo might cost him me more money. Derek Carr might cost me more money. Aaron Rodgers, certainly Russell Wilson. Maybe I can figure out a way to make this work. Just an idea, just a yeah. thought to see where the commanders go, obviously, from here. Along with David I will Harrison. say this, though, Chris, oh, real yep. quick. Mm-hmm. More people defend Odell Beckham Jr. than defend Baker Mayfield. Uh, that is true. That is fair. 
That I, I, I can't deny that. Uh, I'm not one of those guys. I think Odell Beckham Jr. quit on two teams. So, but I understand how it looks. Odell went won a championship when he supposedly found a happy place uh, for him. So, you know, maybe everybody changes uh, as we go along. All right, coming back on the Locked On Commanders podcast with a little extra mock draft. We're going to look at who the Washington Commanders took at number 11. But first, David and I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. You know, there's a ton of makes and models out there. Uh, It's really impossible to keep it all straight. All the different parts, both major and minor, foreign and domestic, new or old, whatever you want for your car or your truck, it's really hard to get exactly what you want. You might have to go to a couple of the auto parts superstores in your local area, in your local neighborhood, and you might find it. But here's one way that you will definitely find it, and that's by going nowhere. That's right. You sit at your kitchen table. You sit on your couch. Sit on your recliner. Do it from bed. Wherever you do your best thinking, go to rockauto.com, and they have the parts available for your car or truck. Again, old, new, foreign, domestic, vanity, or major uh, you know, fuel pump or whatever you might need at rockauto.com. And here's the best part. They're going to give you the very best price. They're not going to charge you more than they charge their buddy, the mechanic down the street. Why? Because they know that guy and because they want to do business with that guy because they buy in volume at the local mechanic shop. So they're going to treat you exactly the same. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here at the Locked On Commanders Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter, WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. And we've got a mock draft here from the guys over at Locked On NFL Draft, one of the top NFL draft podcasts out there. So if you haven't already checked them out, if you're not checking them out, make sure you do so. They've got mock drafts, player profiles, team profiles. Uh, they're gonna if you if you think about it with the NFL draft, they're covering it. And Chris, their latest NFL mock draft. Let's hit the top five real quick, and then we'll get to Washington's pick. They've got Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama, going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon, going to the Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan, going number three to the Houston Texans. Number four, in the New York Jets take David Ojabo, another Wolverine edge rusher. And then number five, they've got the New York Giants, Boo, Ikem Ikwanu, offensive tackle out of NC State, going there. Now we go to number 11, and the Washington Commanders take not a quarterback, but they take Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And I'm so happy it's not a quarterback because so often we talk about (coughs) these quarterbacks. And it's not that I'm against quarterbacks necessarily. This is a very weak class like we've talked about. But Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State, I think – 
five years from now, you're very happy that you're pairing him with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing that, that where I'm at, at, at least on him is I know Garrett Wilson's very talented, David, and, and you certainly can make a strong argument that you need a number two receiver, right? Some people think you have it in Curtis Samuel. Others think he's nothing more than a number three receiver if he can even stay healthy. What is Deami Brown? We don't quite know yet, but I mean, he's got the potential. He's got the speed. He's got the ability to be a number two wide receiver. So a yeah. lot of people have been penciling in wide receiver for Washington. I got to be honest with you. I would be a little bit disappointed by that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm more of a – now, maybe this is where I'm going to differ from most draft pundits or fans or whoever. I'm more of a, hey, like, let's not draft for pure need, but let's think about this. And can we afford to invest another heavy premium resource in the wide receiver position after we paid Curtis Samuel the money we did, after we drafted Deami Brown? When we have to pay Terry McLaurin at least a four-year extension worth $85-plus plus million, can we do this again and more? It's not necessarily about the player as much and, – and Garrett Wilson's a good player. How great is he without Chris Olave? I don't know. How great is he against NFL defenses? I don't know. I mean, obviously – the you know, people think he's going to be very, very good, but is he going to be the same without Chris Olave, or does Terry McLaurin basically say, "Oh, okay, well, I'm your Chris Olave"? And I, I think the answer to that is probably yes, but we still don't know, and and that would be my hesitancy uh, about a guy like Garrett Wilson, especially at number eleven. Does that yeah, make sense? I mean, yeah, no, it, it absolutely makes sense. And I think that when you have a dual wide receiver group like you have with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, you're going to have to ask, ask those questions. Like how much of that was really pure talent from the player's end and how much of it was the fact that NF, that college defenses, who let's be honest, like you look at even the best college defenses uh, in, in college football, maybe three of them are, are true NFL starters, right? So you've got two wide receivers. How much of that was them? How much of that was defenses just not having talent? to really defend both of them. I think the benefit you have here in Washington is obviously you have Terry McLaurin, you have Antonio Gibson, you have uh, Logan Thomas coming back healthy. So you have enough weapons that even if Garrett Wilson wasn't the the entire creator of his good fortune at Ohio State, you also have him coming into a situation where he's not going to need to manufacture all of his own goodwill uh, by himself either. But there are other positions that you could potentially need. And, and I love this argument every year we have of best player available. And uh, and drafting for need because I've always stood on the table that uh, the best the best player available has to fit a need. Like you can't if if you just go best player available on every single in every single round, right? Um, you're going to end up with a bunch of people stacked at a position that you're not going to necessarily need them in. Like I would say that Ahmad Gardner is probably a better player from a talent standpoint than Garrett Wilson. Like Ahmad Gardner as a cornerback in this class is a better corner than Garrett Wilson is as a wide receiver. But if you're with the Washington Commanders, you have William Jackson, you have Fuller, you have Benjamin St. Juice, potentially, depending on how you feel about him. Is it worth pulling the trigger on Gardner over a Wilson? Again, it's going to be kind of in the eye of the beholden. I would just say this from a draft strategy perspective, draft off of what you have. Don't draft off of what you expect. So what I mean by that is Curtis Samuel, one year in, basically a non-factor. Deami Brown, one year in. Basically a non-factor. So what do you have in the wide receiver room? You have Terry McLaurin and almost nothing else. 
That's why I like wide receiver in the first round because I draft based off of that, not off of the hopes and wishes that Curtis Samuel stays healthy and De'Ami Brown turns into what we thought when we drafted him last year. Because I feel like if you do that, you're more susceptible to the letdown. You draft off of what you have versus what you expect. I would just quickly tell you, if if those guys are nothing, meaning like basically what you were describing, Samuel and Brown, and I understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. that's a lot of wasted resource. It is. Both draft capital and especially in free agency. And we already mm-hmm. know last year's free agent class and even the draft class was certainly questionable, shaky at best. Yeah. Uh, and that might be the kindest way. Uh, we could say it. All right. That's going to have to do it for this particular episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. We were just talking about Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback uh, Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'll be back with a solo episode, then David, uh, and then we'll be back together again before the week is out. If you have a question or a topic you want to get in on, hit the voicemail up at 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, again, covering the Washington Commanders. For SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned, her show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe. Drive slow, please. Be kind to another, uh, one another. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.